Estimates suggesting there are more than 10 billion terrestrial planets in the Milky Way and several hundred billion galaxies in the observable universe, it seems statistically unlikely that the lightning only struck once when it comes to life. Because we only currently know of one planet able to sustain life, scientists have their searches off Earth looking for small rocky worlds in the habitable zone where surface liquid can exist around stars with a few common key elements needed for life carbon hydrogen nitrogen oxygen phosphorus and sulfur even limiting ourselves to those conditions as you point out the universe is significantly older than the sun meaning that some significant civilization should have existed long before humanity so where are all the aliens why haven't we received any messages scientists call this disparity between the apparent likelihood of the abundance of life versus our utter lack of evidence, the Fermi Paradox. Fermi. Today with me today is Dr. Bill and special guest, executive producer, Robert. Robert, how's it going? I'm doing well, thanks, Doug. How are you? Good. In Roswell, I might add, Roswell, New Mexico. Really hold up in the desert of New Mexico, right in the smack dab in the middle of Roswell. What's it like? I would, I'm always intended to go there. What's it? What's it like? What? You know, the thing with me is, if you're a hardcore UFO buff, what I've discovered is there's not really a whole lot of new information. I think that's kind of my biggest disappointment as a takeaway. Um, I found the museum really cool. They had some some interesting exhibits and stuff, but it was it was kind of retreading stuff that. Uh, you know, we already know about, like, the Betty and Barney Hill um, incident and, you know, the Roswell crash and stuff. And they have some they have some interesting exhibits, but, like, aliens are kind of held together by duct tape and stuff. It's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a little low rank, you know, but I, I think that the city itself has been able to kind of take advantage of the the incident that happened, the, the alleged ufo crash and kind of run with it and use it to grow the town and, and help the economy so i think that's good um i haven't hit up all the places there's there's definitely more than one but i did go to the main uh, museum this morning well that was the pictures you sent that yeah. was uh, pretty awesome so it was you and a couple aliens i like that yeah you know and um Got some video of the, uh, got some video of the other. That thing. video that I sent with the UFO, that was um, apparently for a TV show. I can't recall off the top of my head the name of the TV show. The the exhibit that I really did like was the Alien Autopsy exhibit, which I sent you a few pictures of. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but. You know, again, like they had some ancient alien stuff, like the uh, the ancient astronaut um, painting, and they had it redone on like a wood panel, which I thought was really cool. It was cool to see that up close. And it's cool to like see a full-on museum 
based on like you know a, a major interest of mine. How big is I it? I think that how big is it's, it? It's it's not that big. It it took me probably a half an hour, and I mean I didn't read every little thing. They had a lot of um, probably half of it was dedicated to like newspaper clippings and um, you know secret documents and stuff related to the crash itself, and that was pretty cool. Um, I, I went just right when they opened, so it wasn't too busy. The desert itself, you know, it's not as bad as Texas, surprisingly. I thought it was going to be hotter than Texas where I left, but it's kind of cool. There's a nice wind going through, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it's it's an interesting place. I think, personally, what I'd like to do more, and I haven't been able to find any information on this, is like go to the actual crash site. I'm not sure who owns it. I, I don't know how much fanfare they have surrounding it, but I, I think that would be really cool, and I'm not sure how to do that. I think Rob, uh, Bill had mentioned this before. The, um, can you hear us, Bill? Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I don't want to talk okay. over, so I'm trying to keep it. Okay, that's fine. Well, Bill had been in the air or been in the vicinity, and um, there are tours. There's guided tours, I think, people you can pay on to like, drive out there. I'm, I'm, they're you know, making money it's off that. It's an in Roswell yeah. itself, right? You know, it's like the, the no, it's quite a distance out. The, the crash site, I can't remember the distances, but it's a ways out there. Did you know that there's supposedly up to four or five crashes in the area? I did not know that. Um, that that's, I was a little confused because it, it, there was some exhibits that seemed to reference different um different crashes and, and i'm only familiar with the one so I, I didn't know that there was actually multiple yeah the one crash they're talking if you well, we've been looking at one of the books the early books and that one book said there was like two there's like a rubble field and then there was like a crash partial crash of a saucer uh there's a book that we're just started looking at called behind the flying saucers by scully by scully who is supposed to be uh, high, uh, supposed to be a fraud book, and he talks about the uh, Aztec crash. And then your dad and I just spent a uh, small fortune buying um, a, a books on the Aztec crash, which talks about the three or four or five crashes that happened in the area around Roswell. So that's actually, for you, that's new information. Yeah, yeah, I'm not familiar. Why do they call it the Aztec crash? Uh, because that's where it crashes, Aztec, New Mexico. Gotcha. Oh okay. yeah. Here, I'm gonna hold up the. Uh, you can't see it, but I'll hold up the book. The book is called UFO Crash at Aztec: A Well Kept Secret by William S. Steinman and Wendell C. Stevens. And it, um, um they only printed a thousand of these. So we went nuts and got two of the thousand copies for ourselves to look into and find out more information about this. So there's a lot more. Apparently, there's a lot more to Roswell than than we have known from TV mine and was, stuff. Mine was wrapped in its original wrapper, but I threw it away. Yeah. Bill's very distant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's horrible. Uh, it has a plastic. It has a. You know how Rob, you, you Robert, you know you're you're familiar with this. You the um, uh, when you buy a expensive book like a collect collectible collectible a collectible a, a collectible book, they put a plastic sheet 
on it to protect the cover. Yeah, and uh, your dad took it off and threw it away, and it actually had an, like an etched into the cover an alien head, which makes the cover even Jesus, even no cooler. What is, what, yeah, number three of a thousand. It's in the garbage. Yeah, right. yeah. Good, good job. That's that's why you can't have nice things. Yeah, I'm bored. I just throw away all my collectible stuff. Yeah, you just you destroy it. What's what's this? What's this? That's so. yeah, just cellophane. Why did they put? There is multiple crashes. It would be interesting to know why this specific area is such a hotbed and why crashes themselves occur. Like, why not in the middle of San Francisco? Why always in the desert? You we. Know? We talked about that in one of our episodes, and did you find that thing where the guy was with the slideshow from a, some UFO meeting where he talked about the four or five crashes? I think your dad found it, and he was saying it was the high-power radars that they put up around uh, Los Alamos and the, the bomb testing site and stuff was bringing down the saucers, and it brought down uh, four of them, five of them, I can't remember. Yeah, it's um, it was kind of like there's a a mo old movie. It's kind of, I don't know if they depicted it on this event, but the actual uh, Earth versus the Flying Saucers has um, it actually has them towing this radar around and purposely pointing it at these UFOs and knocking them out of the sky. We don't know why, if that would be the case, why they didn't just continue doing it. <laughs> they just left it at five. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, well, I doubt you have the technology that could beat flying saucers, especially like something as simple as radar. We're thinking it's accident. It might. It was high-powered radar because it was over. It was surrounding Los Alamos, and back then when we were just starting the nuclear testing, um, they had the radar was actually more high power than normal because they wanted to detect any aircraft that might be uh, flying over the site and figuring out what we were doing. So they may have, I mean, if this was true, it may have accidentally brought down these things. And then they probably figured out, I assume, like we would, what yeah. why this was happening. And they were able to counter whatever we were doing and uh, by accident. That would be hilarious if we accidentally <laughs> figured out a way to take out flying saucers. I actually spent some time in Los Alamos. This is my second time in New Mexico, actually. I did some work uh, for the facility a few years ago. It's an interesting place. It's it's a lot of office buildings and stuff, but they are, like, serious about security. Um, I had uh, a badge that I was that I wore outside for lunch and um, just off, off the facility, off the major facility, and some random person came up to me and says, hey, you need to put that away. Can't like displayed outside and they wow. had told me that but i mean i have contracts all the time i don't take any of it seriously I mean, it was the first time someone like stopped me and was like this is a serious place and you need to take it seriously um so it was kind of a wake-up call it was a it was an interesting contract and the los alamos facility itself is a, is an interesting place yeah it's they yeah there's the well that's 
where a lot of the development happens for the nuclear <laughs> stuff that we're yeah, I don't know what I did. <laughs> it Come was, on, make up, a, make up something. It was so it, secret. It was just regular work, but like I didn't, you know, I don't have any details about what I did. It's weird they like segment the stuff. I don't know how much I should actually say, but like they segment the work. Um, so I was just in for like one very specific purpose, and I, I wasn't allowed to do it at home, so I actually had to fly in on this small plane. It was, uh, that sucked. It wasn't like sponsored by the government. I just said there was there was no big planes flying into Los Alamos, and you know how much I love flying, especially in a small plane. So I was, and it was a, it, yeah, it sucked. Did it have? <laughs> but, I mean, the pay was great. <laughs> Did it have propellers? No, no, it was just a smaller jet. Oh, it was good. Like one of those, you know, like you've got two seats all the way back. I have, I took a puddle jumper up in Seattle for the Puget and uh, I had that, we got down to the plane I'm like holy shit it's like this big twin engine plane with propellers like holy shit we're flying in propellers I, got <laughs> I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of the flying I, I rented a sweet Camaro SS when I was there for that just driving around the desert um, because the airport was quite a ways away from the facility itself so I had to drive in so that was a that was a pretty sweet part of it. That was before I bought my own. So, now, yeah, yours was a lot different than this one, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, mine was ridiculous. It was a midlife crisis mobile. <laughs> yeah, we can only aspire to having something like that. Yeah. Oh. Well, the new—not to get too far off topic—but the new Corvettes are actually faster. I was thinking about maybe one day. But uh, not anytime real soon. I've, I think I've sunk myself into enough debt for the time being. Yeah. So you're uh, you're living in the Austin area. Well, you're you're on the road right now. How's the road trip going so far? It was uh, it was quite a rocky start. I was uh, pretty frustrated. Thankfully, I had a family coming to help me out because I was moving and then going. Like you know how much moving stresses me out. And so I was already seriously at my breaking point, and then having to hit the road and. It, it was a whole ordeal. I had to skip the Las Vegas portion of my trip. So I was, I was having a basic, I basically had a breakdown and I was like, I can't fucking do it anymore. So yeah, I've got some friends in Las Vegas that are a little pissed at me that I didn't show up, but uh, you know, I got to take care of myself and I don't know what to tell them. Yeah. Well, you know, that's important. So how are you going to be there just a few more days then? Uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be here towards the end of the week and then I'm going to head to LA. Yeah, you got some friends down there. Or are you just gonna? Yeah. Work? Yeah, I've got I've got a friend that I'm meeting in Anaheim. We're gonna do Disneyland. I haven't been since they've added all the Star Wars stuff, so I'm interested to see uh, all the new Star Wars exhibits that they have there. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, I can't wait to get down there. I've seen I've seen videos of it. I'm uh, I'm underwhelmed. Hopefully, it's better in person. Well, they've got the one in Florida. I don't know if you guys have heard of this, but it's like they're trying out to they're trying to like get Westworld style attractions going. They've got a full on hotel in Florida that serves as like a quote unquote star cruiser. Yeah. And essentially you get on a spaceship and you spend two days on it. Um, you leave once to go to the actual Star Wars place in Disney World. But for the rest of the time, you're in the hotel, but, like, the windows are all LED screens, so it, like, looks like you're traveling through space, and they have, like, actors 
let me put on all the like Star Wars makeup and you like go on adventures and like sneak through corridors. Yeah. It's, like, it's supposed to be fully immersive, but it's like five thousand dollars for three Six, people for two days. It's Six thousand. Six thousand. They're like trying to those kind of Westworld style attractions. Yeah, I saw yeah. I, I saw a review by a guy talking about his experience there. It um it that they're it's obviously new and it's um some of the things he said were a little underwhelming oh yeah oh god and that. yeah and he uh, it, it. yeah I'm it's, sure it's not the, the last one though i'm sure you know though they they need come out with more intricate ones in the future yeah this but this, uh, disney is not this is happening <laughs> disney's having some issues right now in florida that's for sure. Yeah, there. That's that's. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors about this. They're they're talking about it's because of that bill and um, Disney speaking up about the bill. The real issue, in my opinion, is has nothing to do with the bill. It's an opportunity for the state government to um, grab two hundred million dollars worth of uh, tax revenue because they've they've repealing the um, Disney special status and that. Um, by repealing that, governor, yeah, the governor, they, the legislature and stuff, they repeal the special status so the local taxing districts will now be able to directly access the Disneyland property taxes. So it's a $200 million cash grab. And then Disneyland would tax itself and then use the money for improvements in their special district. Now that's been taken away from them. It's, I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a, um, it has nothing to do with the politics. It has everything to do with money, as usual. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to be. I. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. It's just the money. It's just the money. So is Disney? What a state within a state? Is it like their own state within Florida? They were allowed special exemptions. Well, city, right? Some yeah. Operation. Yeah. Well, it's it's and the like whole. The 60s, they got some sort of. I don't know if it's tax exempt, but it was the ability to self-govern. They're they're and, not um, they're not tax exempt, but they basically tax themselves and then put the money back into improvements for the area that they manage. They're basically were an, an incorporated city, and they would control their taxes and how they got spent. Now they've just taken that away from them, and they also controlled the uh, building codes and things like that, which makes a lot of sense if you're going to be building a a park. You want to be able to do it safely but you want to you don't want to be hung up in bureaucratic paperwork when you're trying to construct something yeah we can't have that yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it. we're doing it ourselves it's a it's a cat it's a it's just a cash grab by the state to get the get the tax revenue from the property that's incredible so yeah robert did you get a chance to look at i sent robert the elizondo uh did you watch the elizondo youtube thing yeah, I don't know what to make of that guy. Honestly, give me give me one second here. I gotta yeah, put my dog on a leash. <laughs> well, what I'll mention is is I've been looking at the um, behind the flying saucers book, and that guy. One of the things they introduce in the first chapter, in the second chapter, is he's saying there was a guy that gave a talk. What's that? It strikes me as someone who's still working for intelligence. I think that there's. My personal opinion is that there's an effort to release this information slowly, and that's basically what he's doing. I don't 
think he's like a whistleblower or anything like that. Um, I think what's more likely, because if he was, wouldn't he be killed by now? Yeah. Before any of this happened? I mean, what they're, and, and he said it himself, I was listening to a bit last night, he's like, I'm releasing just breadcrumbs. It's like, but why? Why would you release this stuff so slowly if you were like a whistleblower? He's, it's interesting because he is actually the neighbor of one of our competitor podcasts, UFO Garage, and they he comes over. I don't know. It didn't even sound like he was doing it remotely. I think he went into their garage. <laughs> and the guy is at first. I told Bill, and then yeah, during our one of our subsequent episodes where we were talking about him, I told Bill that I didn't. I wasn't sure if this guy knows as much as he says he does, but I think he does. But he's, and it could be a, a measured release of information purposely by the government. And are we, like he discussed, are we prepared to know that we don't even know if there's aliens? This is stuff we talk about all the time. Are there really aliens in these things? Are they drones from the future or the past? Are they manned? Is there really aliens? Is that something we. UFO, well, there's UFOs, so there's got to be something in there. We don't know. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, like I said, my major thing is he says he says that he's releasing breadcrumbs, and I feel like if he was really a whistleblower, he would give us all the information. Um, it's not for him personally to decide what we're ready or not ready for. Um, to me, it seems like an intelligence that he's still a spook and he is working on behalf of the government to get us maybe used to the fact that there are extraterrestrials and that's why he's releasing it in kind of a measured way. I, that's my personal opinion. I could I, be totally wrong. My opinion too is that there is something else going on here. Um, there's, there's secrets. There's something under behind the scenes that's going on that we don't, we don't know what's going on. I agree with, I don't know specifically if it's what Robert's suggesting, but yeah, there's there's more going on here than meets the eyes. Yeah, because what happens when everybody really wakes? And I talked to Debbie because Debbie's not a big she's not a big believer. So I got a really good you know, litmus test of <laughs> some people who's like I don't care. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like that's really strange. It almost seems like a distraction. Things are going terribly now, and like we need to start distracting people to how terribly things are crumbling with our economy and with our society at large. And um, hey, there's, there's a lot of people that just don't care. Can you imagine if this information came out 20 years ago? There would be it would be crazy. So I yeah. mean, maybe maybe that's the whole point. Is that I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, the information's out, but, you know, it's like, it doesn't really, no, but, you know, if you see it, saw, the response will be when we get some definitive, nobody, nobody's really caring because everything's just so ambiguous, you know, it's, we see the Tic Tac videos and we, you know, nobody's putting their hands on or taking, or taking, you know, iPhone pictures of these things and having their hand on it and taking their pictures like you did with, I've got your picture hanging up here, by the way, Robert, you can't see it, but it's hanging up behind me with you and the aliens. So everybody knows what oh. you look like. So now you know, you're not secret anymore. <laughs> of course your life's an open book, right? 
It doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. I don't have any secrets. I have another family member that I'm not really even supposed to talk about. <laughs> He'll tell me stuff, and he's like, don't tell anybody I told you that. <laughs> I, but I still haven't got any real good information yet. Like, yeah. yeah, have you seen a UFO or an alien? That would be nice. <laughs> this is something that, I, I mean, your uncle, Robert, your uncle and I, uh, have, when we were kids, we wanted to, there was so much in there, and it was the newspaper. You know, Bill and I, again, obviously we've discussed this, it's the newspaper articles in, in back in our hometown. And uh, we wanted to build radar to see these things. I mean, it was so prevalent. The, the news was ongoing. I mean, I wish I would I wish I'd have taken newspaper clips, you know, of it. It was really bizarre, yep. you know. And we had a I, I had a guy that we went to Debbie and I go to these antique things, and there was a guy there, and his for whatever he was builds not he makes knives out of like you know, railroad spikes and crap. But I'm like, so, you know, you guys, uh, for whatever reason, it came up, and I, his wife was there selling something else. I said, so, you guys ever see a UFO? You know, I oh, I have my shirt on. I have the shirt that has a UFO on it. And the girl, you know, and uh, the woman, the wife says, my husband has. And so I talked to him, and he was in, down in um, Alameda, or San Leandro, San Leandro, down at the marina. Yeah, he was down at the marina in like 64. And he and his friend saw this UFO. And back then, you don't talk, you don't talk, you don't like go talk to people about it. They like swore to each other that they would never mention it. And then they saw each other again years later. And he go, remember that UFO we saw? <laughs> yeah. But well, my ex-wife saw a UFO, and I mean, you know, her she was very pragmatic, and she like barely spoke about it. She it was when she was a kid, and her and her mom saw it like floating above the house. And I'll never forget, uh, like a few years later after she had told me the story, um, I Unsolved Mysteries, the the old Unsolved Mysteries series came out on Netflix, and I was like, oh, you got to watch this show; it's awesome. And we started watching it, and the very first episode had UFOs in it. And um, they had, like, drawings and stuff of, like, the different types. And when the one came out, she was like, that's the one I saw. That's the one I saw. It was the uh, the triangle with the, the black triangle with the red lights. You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. The three red lights underneath. Hmm. And um, <clears throat> I wanted to ask her more. She was like, I don't, I don't really know. It was just weird. We were just pulling out of the garage and it just floated above us real quick and then disappeared. And we both never said anything. Her mother was, would never admit any of this. No. It was, um, but it's always struck me as odd that she wasn't like more gung ho about it. She was just like, yeah, I saw one. And, um, it was weird. Not, not everybody's like us that finds the wonder and awe at this. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah I didn't know what that was. Yeah move on with their life like nothing happened you know now tell me about the uh, now yeah i know you do tell me about the santa monica sound incident he was there for that too um we live pretty close to the beach like almost right on the beach um at a place called the shores in santa monica off of uh, nielsen and we had uh, a sliding glass window that had a little balcony and then you had like a nice ocean view. It was, it was, it was a really dope place. And one night in the middle of the night, 
I got up to use the bathroom and I heard this like weird emanating sound um, that was like going through the whole building. It was this slow pulsing whoa, 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 whoa. And I woke her up because I was like, she'll never fucking believe me. And um, we went out to the balcony and it, it was pitch black dark. No lights were on or anything like that. But you could tell that the sound was coming from the ocean. And it just went on and on forever. We recorded it with the iPad, but the recording didn't come out. It like didn't it didn't yeah. register on the actual video, and we kind of just forgot about it. But since I don't know why we forgot about it, I feel like I should have freaked out more about it. Um, but yeah, it's just always it's something. It, it sounded like it was coming from um, what's the island, Catalina. What, Catalina, yeah, that's what it sounded like it was coming from, that that area um, in the Pacific. I know that there are, like, you know, stories about U- underground UF- or submarine bases or whatever, and maybe that was it. I don't know, and I didn't see anything. It was really, really dark. But, um, yeah, it was weird. And, and I, it never happened again. It's not like it was a nightly occurrence. It was just that one night. And, um, yeah, it's just it's always kind of struck me as odd. Yeah, I um, I'd taken a trip there a few years back, and um, the I was ziplined on Catalina, and I, the guy the, there's people that are with you through each segment of the zipline you go to, and kind of a younger guy, and I know that in Catalina sightings are pretty prevalent. I mean, a lot maybe it's a tourist thing, I don't know, but I asked him, of course, you know, Deb. You know, Debbie's always dismayed that I, every time I ask about this, everywhere I go, you oppose lately? Yeah, so, but he says, yeah, they're, I, we see them all the time. You know, they go into the ocean. <laughs> He's like, yeah. the other guy, there was two of them, the other guy's like, yeah, we see them. It's like, makes me want to go to Catalina and camp out there for a while and see if I can see anything. Yeah, you know, when I was there, I was I went to Catalina a few times, and I was always like, oh, man, this would be great to live at. The girl I was with the last time I went was like, this would get so boring so quick. And, I mean, she's kind of right, you know? You, it, it seems cool to visit. It's kind of like Vegas. It seems cool to visit, but, like, living there, I feel like it would get old pretty fast. But if you're just there dead set on catching some UFOs, it might be the move. Yeah. A good place to retire, maybe. Yeah, but it's pretty, like you said, it's pretty, well, you can just hop across and go to L.A. I mean, it only takes 30, 40 minutes. I mean, I took the, I took the helicopter from Long Beach over there, and then we're, we're about halfway, I don't know what trench it is, but it's halfway across there, it's really deep, and there was a whale out there, and the guy like, hovers down, like, right over this whale, and I was freaking out. I'm like, dude, just keep going. We don't care about yeah. the stupid whale. I go. I could just see the thing flipping up its tail, slapping us out of the sky, and we're under forty thousand feet of water under me, which freaked me out. I, I think there's a phobia about this, but I think I have it. Where if I'm in water that's really deep, I'm freaked out. <laughs> we made it, but it was it was kind of bizarre, you know. But they're supposed to be, not supposed to be, but there's there's a lot urban legend. There's a submarine type base in Nevada and they say that there's underground that submarines run under underground between this 
it's actually marked a submarine base in Nevada. And um, and there's a little lake. I think it's called Wright's Lake. It's on a lake. It's on water. Um, and they say that there's submarines in there that they travel. We don't know, of course, but that they can travel underneath the ground and they come out um, in the L.A. area. It's kind of right in that area by... Uh, um, even in, in my whole thing is, even if that's true, what was the sound? You know, like yeah. if I tried to think about like what would our technology be doing that could be making that sound? Like maybe there was some kind of new sub with some kind of radar technology or sonar technology. I mean, that's kind of what it felt like to me, like some kind of sonar. But I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. Yeah, Bill, I mean, we've heard about this type of phenomenon, right? In some of these reportings that you can feel it in your, you can, uh, the way they describe it is you can actually feel it in your chest. It's so deep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird, you, it felt like it was going through the entire building. It felt like it was going through us. You could, you could definitely feel it. It'll probably give me cancer. <laughs> Yeah, there was, for a while there, and this was back in uh, the early aughts, there was a lot of people complaining about um, a sound, a low humming sound. So a lot of areas and a lot of different uh, communities were complaining about this, these sounds that were happening. So I don't know if that's related, but that was a thing for a while. I don't think anyone ever discovered what the source of these sounds were, or um, I never saw any more information about it. It might be might be related to that. Yeah, probably. I want to say it would be around 2011, 2012. I'm thinking this is like 2004, 2005 when I had seen information about this. So, and then I never heard anything. I know. Is it Havana sickness? Those those like delegates and diplomats in Cuba. Yeah, but all of a sudden got really sick, and they said it was some kind of hypersonic weapon or something. Yeah, and this is something I keep hearing about nowadays. Is yeah, I think it's called hypersonic weapons. I don't know. It's uh, the the Havana syndrome thing. We we've talked about that a little bit. The Havana syndrome thing is is just annoying because there is instrumentation where you could monitor these type of things, and I haven't seen anything where any agency or thing has been talking about the type of energies incorporated or uh, you know any anything other than it's a weird sound and people are getting sick yeah but they can measure I mean we have the technology we can measure um, this these energies and I don't know it's like no Did information you ask anybody else in the building if this was a thing no I should have though well, they probably would have yeah, asked anybody if they'd heard it. Might have said, you nut. The nuts upstairs heard something. Yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was kind of just a weird thing that happened, and I didn't really register it as being, like, really, really strange until later. Uh, by then, it was kind of too late. Hey, so coming back, yeah, to, coming back to Roswell, in the book that I was looking at, um, that Doug and I are going to start looking at, Behind the Flying Saucers, there's a guy that gave a lecture at the University of Boulder talking about saucer crashes, and he said there was three saucer crashes in the Roswell area. Um, and a bunch of aliens were recovered. 
So anyway, I'm, my two cents, and that's the sort of basis of the um, the Aztec, the whole Aztec thing. Oh, there's a lot more information. I don't know. There's a lot more information out there than than we've seen, and these documentaries on TV. I mean, I've watched a bunch of them in the last year. They're really, really. They keep hitting the same points over and over again, and there's a ton of information out there that they don't even they don't even talk about. Yeah, I don't, this whole thing is, I mean, it just seems, like you said, it seems like the same information. When we mentioned Roswell, it's it's exciting that you're there. Yeah. Because we talk about it all the time. But every time yeah. we, every honestly, every time we start to bring it up, there's a couple different stories about UFOs. It's, there's this one and this, um, there's one up in Seattle where they, they saw um, a formation of UFOs, which coined the flying saucer phrase. But we we kind of create because the Roswell's just been beat to death, and there's just nothing new. Like like you said, tuck tape aliens, and uh, you know they're milking it for what they can, which they should. Well, well you know, yeah. Well, even when you you're just at the museum yeah, and they different places, but I mean, I'm afraid that that it's all kind of going to be the same thing, just kind of cheap. Like it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like a high production value. It definitely seems. A little cheap and for oh, people that don't know much about it other than you know oh there's a flying saucer crash or whatever that supposedly happened here the museum itself seems you know kind of interesting it goes into some stuff but us who have know all about you know stuff like betty and barney hill and the roswell crash and these these other incidents that have happened it's uh it's kind of just retreading the same thing and, and what that's... is the Go ahead, Bill. Oh, and that that's what I've been seeing with these documentaries, is they're just constantly retreading the same 15 things over and over again. And I got, I mean, I just uh, I just picked up some more books and stuff. I got 150 books on this stuff with uh, probably hundreds of sightings and different cases and, and things like that. So it's not just the 15 things that we constantly yeah. see on the, the documentaries that they keep rehashing the same old crap over and over. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit disappointing. I'm really interested in the the Arizona stuff that happened, where like the mayor came out with the alien and um, in handcuffs, and it kind of seemed like it was a big joke. But there was all these people pissed off, like, "Dude, are you making fools of us?" Like, we all saw this. Oh, the Phoenix. Was, there's a similar thing that happened in Mexico. I don't know. It was either in the 80s or the 90s, where all of a sudden everybody was seeing UFOs, and it was enough where like. They had they weren't as secretive about it as us, and they had a lot of different news stories on it and stuff. Um, it was something that happened. Yeah, I saw a documentary. Also, to me, I was living in Patterson, California. There was this huge, like, explosion-looking cloud in the sky that stayed there all night, and um, it was really weird. All the dogs were barking, hmm. like all the dogs in the neighborhood were freaking fuck out majorly. And it was this huge blue incandescent-looking explosion, and the next day the news just kind of dismissed it, like, "Oh, we were just testing something," and yeah. we never heard about it again. That's um, I mean, there's a lot of these incidents. I think there's you know similar to what Bill is saying that just don't get talked about, spoken about at uh, at any length, and instead they kind of just go over the same you know basic stuff over and over again. Well, weather phenomena, 
weather phenomena is supposed to be uh, associated with the UFOs. And they actually, you can see a good example of that in um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where the spaceship comes at the final scenes. There's a big cloud formations and stuff. Uh, that's been documented where people are saying that there's those type of uh, weather things happen with UFO sightings. So, Doug, yeah, you- we interviewed uh, the the local guy. It was kind of interesting. I don't know if that's it's a, you know related, but he when he saw the UFO here in Rancho Cordova, King actually it was bad weather, and it's almost like and the blackout show up around. Yeah. 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 No, and then as the thing flew over, the the power went out, which, of course, could have been weather. Is it weather related or is it something else? You know, we don't know. Well, you have three different things happening simultaneously. You got really bad weather, a power outage, and then a, this unusual stationary object hanging in the sky that looked a lot like, um, oh, it looked like a hypersonic missile. Is if you've seen pictures of the new hypersonic missiles, yeah, it was bizarre. But I mean, we want to what I want to see is you know, they say they've got these crashed UFOs, area, I don't know, maybe not area. I, I'm convinced they're in Wright Patterson that they, the ones from Roswell, I always say everything's at Wright Patterson. Um, but you know, if they want to let something out, I mean, when is a lot of these people are dead, right, Bill? I mean, they yeah. from the 47. Yeah. So you've got a warehouse full of stuff, and really the new regime doesn't, they've lost contact with this kind of thing, and they're moving on to something else, and they don't really care that there's a bunch of crates with UFOs and um, a tank with dead aliens in formaldehyde or whatever they got in, in this spot. They've all moved on. So it, it has to, you know, remain at the top of mind when. You know, and Elizondo, I appreciate Elizondo still, you know, keeping this, whatever he's doing, I agree with you, Robert. I think it's, he's, he's still connected and he can't, but I say that he can't release everything that he knows or was, has had access to because he's got, um, you know, considerations with retirement and things within the government. And I don't think he wants anything pulled. So who knows what the, what the real story is there. Well, he's got a book coming out too, apparently. Hopefully by the end of the year, so we can. That'll be interesting to check out. So he'll have some pictures and aliens and him shaking hands. Yeah, I have. Hey. A, I have a feeling. You know, I have a feeling we're not going to get a lot of information from his book, but we'll. It'll, it'll be worth looking at. Uh, so what else is? He's indicating. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask Robert. He's indicating that we have. <laughs> yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead, Doug. He's indicating that our governments are already have contact, you know, in, in that, in that, um, YouTube video. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's also, they were saying that essentially disclosure has happened with all the, all the videos and these, these organizations that are getting involved in this. I want to hear. So what else, what other impressions do you have of Roswell, Robert? Is he there? Did we lose Robert? He's probably handling his dog. I got a couple dogs there, so I'm guessing the dogs are out of control. Like mine get, like ours get when we're trying to do something. Yeah. <laughs> they want to yeah, take him. Thank you. I've got the pup here. I'm trying to crate trainer, and uh, 
you know, it's kind of difficult to crate train when you're on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So what other impressions do you have of, of uh, Roswell? I mean, nothing else. It just, my, my biggest takeaway is that it's kind of a cash grab by the citizens uh, based on something that's uh, pretty, pretty old um, at this point. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the newest generation of people, I mean, we can see in our analytics, the newest generation of people, um, the younger, younger people, don't, aren't as interested in this topic as maybe our, you know, including your generation, Robert, and ours. Um, there's still some connection to that. But beyond that, there's no, like, you know, my youngest son, he could, care, he literally could care less. I mean, he likes yeah. all the other weird things like aquatic ape theory and that kind of thing. But the UFO thing is, is, is a non, is it, a non-issue. It's, it's old, it's old hat. I mean, they've been, they've been, they grew up with this stuff. So, I mean, with like close encounters and space alien movies and Star Trek and Star Wars and I, I think they just don't, they're just not, it's not interesting because it was so prevalent in the society that it's just like, it's a nothing burger. Well, for my kids, it's usually, I'm tired of hearing about it because dad's been talking about it for 40 years. So I don't, I've never talked about it. My kid doesn't care. So. He, care. he still doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't care. There could be something. It's not unless, and I agree with. I kind of agree with them. Unless you can put your hand on it, you know, it's kind of like okay, when something happens, let me know. Otherwise, I got other stuff to deal with. You know, it might be just yeah. yeah. They're the generation where it's just like, oh yeah, space aliens. Sure, why not? I mean, we're. I don't think they. I don't think they find it as a concern. Um. Older generations are like space aliens. Oh my God! What are we going to do? It's going to destroy religion and governments. So, I don't know. I did the the Zoom meeting or the Teams, whatever we were doing with the remember Bill the Mufon thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you put all the people's? Did you have all the people's yeah. video of? Yeah. You know we, and I didn't see a whole lot of young people in there. There was a fact, there was a couple. There was a couple. Yeah. Yeah, but not very many. Yeah. And I mean. They'll have to carry the torch. <laughs> Hopefully this thing is going to break open before we expire. You know, after, after, you know, after wondering about this for years and years, I'm kind of hoping they just open the warehouse and go, all right, we give up. Shut up. Here it is. We don't know. <laughs> Here it is now. Yeah, we found the stuff. Yeah, it's still flying around. Nobody's trying to kill us. You know? Hey, yeah. Hey Robert, how do you? Uh, what are your? What's your opinion of the alien autopsy? Do you believe that's uh, real? I see you had some pictures in there. Maybe I'm remembering incorrectly. Sorry. Wasn't there like some anachronistic things that they said if this really happened during this time frame, this clock wouldn't be here or something like that? Am I remembering that correctly? Well, I just I just picked up a book called Beyond. Roswell because I mean of course locally they're having the the library book sale so I went over there and one of them the anachronist anachronistic thing was the phone on the wall because it had the autopsy and they had a picture of the phone which is in here of uh, the phone was from 1940 something 
now I'm not seeing it. But yeah, that was the that was the anachronistic background. So I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting, but I mean, they they the I remember they had like special effects guys saying it was like a massive job Same. if it was a hoax. Yeah, I. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, I hope it. I, I hope it's real. It, the alien looked very realistic, but he looked a little different than like your traditional slender gray. At least the ones that I was looking at today at the museum. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it could be real. Um, the the phone thing is like the one thing that you can kind of point to. And say, well, this this is obviously a hoax. But if you go through that much effort, well, well the phone to the phone suggests that it's real. real. It seems like a miss to make the phone the wrong phone. No, that it was the right phone. So the the picture I'm looking at, the phone is from 1946. So I think yeah, that I'm remembering something where they said like there was one item that if it did happen in this time frame, that that item wasn't in use yet or hadn't hadn't been made it right. was like I, I i think it was the clock yes i, I okay. seem to remember something about the clock too yeah that they were the wrong style for the time or something you know it was very you know minor but it was significant in fact yeah. that and the details out of its time frame. and the details are always important yeah i'm not seeing anything about a clock well, i just picked this up yesterday Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is there a lot of people there, Robert, or is there just in the museum? Is it just like you? <laughs> I got there right when it opened, and surprisingly, there was like 20 people ahead of it. So, wow. The guy who was next to me at the RV park recommended it. He went to it. So, I, I think a lot of people, when they get here, that's like, you know, the, the place they go to. And again, like, if that didn't happen, um, there'd be no reason for this town to be as big as it is. So, I mean, it's good that they have something to latch onto and then it allowed them to keep their town open. Um, and there's a lot of like alien places here. Like they've got a Mexican food restaurant called the Mexa alien, Mexica alien. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's got like aliens and sombreros. And then there's like a, you know, a virtual reality go through space tour. And there's a lot of like space related stuff that, if it was in any other town, it wouldn't make sense. But here, it makes sense. A lot of different gift shops with aliens, and you know, this RV park that I'm staying at is like got huge aliens that uh, are like welcoming you when you come in. And I was gonna buy one for Dad, but they're like five hundred dollars. So wow. I'm getting one. They look really cool, though. Yeah, it's it. it well, you know, it's. It, I was just wondering how many people were there, and it's. It's obviously a destination. It'd be kind of cool if you know, drag the kids to it. You know, and it, it doesn't even way to something. I would recommend it, but like as a final destination, I. I would say no. It's. It's a bit. It's a kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I want to. I want to go. There, how much was the? Uh, how much was the fee to get into the museum? Five bucks. Uh, they need to charge more. Yeah, that's, <laughs> no, that's a good price. It's not, not that big of a thing. It, it's 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 easy to get through. The gift shop even kind of sucked. I felt like they were gonna put a little more effort into the gift shop, but the gift shop gifts kind of sucked. It's all like little plush aliens and like cheap license plates and, and I don't know. There's just a very cheap feeling to it if it's like the official 
museum, you know. Well, it's also supposed to have an archive attached to it, too, where people can do research. Yeah, it was a library. I, I didn't get to check out the library. My wristband covers me for all day, so I, I may go back there and check it out. But, um, yeah, I, I didn't check that out. It definitely sounds like they could update their uh, their stuff. I mean, even with this, this yeah, it sounds like they could... It sounds like they're stuck in the past. Yeah, it, it just it, Disneyland, it is not. I'll say it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm still dying to go there. I got I got to do the experience. Yeah, you know, the Star Wars. See, I, I could see someone like you definitely needed to come just to experience it. Oh but, yeah, um, yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's like the final destination on the trip. Maybe the Area 51 area has some cooler stuff. I don't know. Hey, you guys, settle down. Yeah, I don't know. Area 51's just got, they got the little alien, which probably is the same gift shop stuff that you see. But I don't know. if right. You can't see anything, you know, at Area 51. You can It's part of our, Bill and I, are gonna, before gas went to a million dollars a gallon, we were going to take a tour through the various places. We got to do it, including got to do it. Yeah, we got to do it. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, again, until you can find your, <laughs> until I can put my hand on these things. I don't know. Yeah, I know Uncle Mark, uh, my my uh, late uncle, went to the Area 51 site. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. um, the Area 51 site, and he drove up to it as far as he could get. He said some some military people came out on the ridge and started looking at it, but yeah, that was, that was about all he experienced. And then he also went to the Little Alien. So I mean, that's kind of cool. You can get in trouble with the government over there. That's that's more of a thing to do. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's five dollars to get in there. I went to a gun show, and it was ten yesterday. Ten to get in that. So I don't know. <laughs> well, there's probably more stuff to look at at the gun shop. This it's a really small thing. Like it, you, you can breeze right through. Yeah, guns. Uh, yeah, you don't get to buy many much guns and ammo there. <laughs> yeah, because of the California regulations. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of knives. Uh, for Bill, there was a couple. You would have been. I should have took a picture of this. A guy had a couple of. Uh, Special Forces knives that allegedly were out. He wanted like two grand. They were. Uh, well, I have they a. Looked, they look. I have but, a. I have a Special Forces knife that was used by um, SEAL Team. I have an actual SEAL Team yeah, knife. Yeah, scabbard and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's over here. I, I could, I could grab it and show you, but I have to get yeah, out. Yeah, it's yeah. You should see, it's worth a little bit of money. Really? You know, uh, make sure you sell it before you die, and your kid donates it to charity. <laughs> Yeah, he'll give it to goodwill. But yeah, no, mine was uh, actually on, with the SEAL team on uh, aircraft carrier. So it was, it, uh, yeah, yeah. The uh, the guy that was uh, it belonged to didn't like be on, being on deployment, and he um, he left. He was like, okay, he goes, he got orders to leave, and he's like, I want to get the next chopper out. So he hops on a plane, he told the other guys in the SEAL team, said, um, Hey, pack up my stuff and uh, send it to me. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we'll do that." They just took everything, <laughs> took all the shit. 
Yeah, what are friends for, right? Yeah, and one of the other guys uh, I knew a while ago, and he was like, hey, you want this knife? I go, yeah, where did, where did it come from? He goes, oh, yeah, it was this guy, and he told me that story. I said, yeah, I'll take it, cool. So I've, I got this guy's knife. Nice. If he hears it and you're looking for your knife, I mean, I'll, I'll give it back to you. I'll sell it back to you. But this is issue gear that this guy had to, <laughs> had to pay for after he was couldn't inventory it. So, or not, I mean. I, I know it's off topic, but yeah. the, what they did have there, which I found interesting, I don't know if you've run across this, Bill. I know you're a gun guy. Um, it's air gun, an, an air gun that looks like a 50 cal uh, sniper rifle. And they, they had oh, different yeah. sizes, but the. Oh, yeah, the and air. It shoots these little metal, these little metal pellets that are pretty heavy. Yeah, I, I didn't check the you know what the velocity was or anything uh, but you know I, I i sent deb and we have a lot of squirrels and i told deb you know hey I, might be something and i man this thing looks lethal they're um and they say oh yeah you don't need a background he goes yeah you can buy this you don't even need a background check and it just i'm like i think you could probably kill somebody with you this could thing. the air rifles are <laughs> extremely powerful and sophisticated now i have a i have one that i got for squirrels but i've never used <laughs> squirrels <laughs> But our, we had we had a big problem with the squirrels with the fruit trees, and I was like, oh, my wife wanted me to deal with it, and I got the air rifle that can deal with squirrels. The I use was using a my son's BB gun, and it just bounces off them, and they like look at you, and um, they climb up in the tree, and then they just look at you. But How many squirrels did you take out, Bill? Oh, I haven't shot any. I just couldn't do it. I was just like, ah. No. It's not worth it. I mean, the, the come on, man. I mean, you got to get them, and then you got to put a little squirrel stamp on the gun. Yeah. And then you get one. <laughs> you got to eat them. Going <laughs> to shoot them. You need to eat with it. A little, with that little cross through it, yeah. Hey, we're we're coming. This is my Yep, we're coming up on uh, fifty-eight minutes. All and, right, um, well, Robert. Thanks for uh, thanks for doing the tour and coming on. We appreciate it. I know we've got a couple other things we need to talk about. Like the, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that. The, we're going to do uh, men in black. Is kind of, we were going to do men in black. We, as we looked into men in black, it's a man. It's zero. But we we should, we come, we should come back. I, the book I was looking at had some cool stuff. I mean, so we need, we need to yeah. come back and look at that. So it's but, uh, simulation theory is something that the listeners are, you know, we've had a comment or two on people want us to talk about that. And I know everybody's fighting over who gets to do that one. But, uh, you know, simulation theory. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, some of the things that happen. But we'll go ahead yeah. and wrap it up. Thanks again, Robert, Dr. Bill. Yep. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Probe Podcast. Welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook. Check us out on our website, alienprobe.net. Twitter and Instagram at alienprobepod. See us on YouTube, Alien Probe Podcast. And just type in Doug Anthony after that, and it'll bring it right up to the top so you don't have to wade through the millions of different <laughs> YouTube. And uh, thanks again to our senior producer, Robert Anthony. You've got us started on this thing, and now it's insanely crazy. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. See you Bye -bye. next time. See you, Robert. See you, Doug. All, All right. right. Bye. Bye.